Welcome to Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Today we're going to take a quick trip in the TARDIS, and we're going to discuss the 2007 Children in Need special. Visit our website, whonewpodcast.com. Email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and on Facebook at whonewpodcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. We have a new review from Pastor Hicks. Incredible podcast. This is an extremely enjoyable, interesting, and informative podcast. Everyone who contributes brings an important element and has me re-watch episodes and notice things I never noticed before, especially in details such as the music. This is easily one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and I look forward to every week. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks for the review. We'll continue yeah. to keep up the quality of work. Well, that's fun. I like it when they say they go back and watch episodes again. Yeah, that's one of the goals. Like, you should yeah. watch episodes. Because I pick up things that I didn't notice what, that you guys mentioned. I'm glad other people do, too. Today's episode is the Children in Need special Time Crash. It's directed by Graham Harper, written by Stephen Moffat. It aired on the 16th of November, 2007, and was watched by 9.6 million viewers. So why don't we go around the room and introduce who's here today? Hi, this is Arlene. Josh here. Hello, this is Auburn. And this is Kelsey. Hi, this is Frank. This is Eugene. And this is Brian. Um, normally we do a summary of uh, the plot of the episode, but for the Children in Need special, two doctors meet in the TARDIS. The We're tenth, done. The <laughs> 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 it's really funny. Go watch it. Yeah. The Tenth Doctor is played by David Tennant, and the Fifth Doctor is played by Peter Davison. This special takes place in between Last of the Time Lords and Voyage of the Damned. So this episode is uh, a special written for charity scene, basically. It's eight minutes long. Mm -hmm. um, it takes place directly after Martha leaves the TARDIS. And if you notice, uh, when you watch that episode, that the doctor is walking around the TARDIS console and immediately gets hit by a ship, which he discovers is the Titanic. And we discover in this Children in Need special, well, something happened in between. So the doctor is walking around the console. There is a massive shake. The camera spins completely 360 degrees. And you see sort of uh, ghosting effects of the console and also of the doctor. And then suddenly another doctor or another person. And if you're familiar with Doctor Who, you know it's the fifth doctor is in the console room. And the two of them, when they first see each other, do the famous what, what, what exchange exchange and uh with the fifth doctor doing the second what and then what i like about this is then you do the credit sequence and peter davison as the fifth doctor gets a credit mm -hmm. russell davis and julie gardner asked moffat to write this special with the stipulations of this has to be shot in one day one set and with no cgi effects and they succeeded or he succeeded i think so yeah it's well done uh i like the way um it, it's even though there's not much plot, it seems very fast moving. Uh, the two of them are bouncing around, talking very fast, uh, uh, bouncing off one of another. One another. I love how the tenth Doctor is just happy and is just enjoying it immensely, and he's just having a really good time. And that the fifth Doctor is really annoyed mm -hmm. and just trying to. This person is annoying me, and he needs to go away. And there's something wrong with my TARDIS that I need to fix. Um, which really isn't the characterization of the fifth doctor. He wasn't a angry doctor. He was kind of the... He was the dashing one. Dashing. That's the perfect word for this doctor. But I have now seen 
Fifth Doctor episodes, and I kind of see the consistency in that character. It's weird. Like, he gets annoyed. Yeah, it does show up. Yeah. So, um, you know, this also introduces some... Uh, it's the first time they mention the uh, the changing of the TARDIS look. Mm. And I love the fact that it's the Fifth Doctor saying you changed the desktop theme. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the leopard print one. Yes. But it, I love the fact that it, uh, he says you changed the desktop theme, which... The Fifth Doctor is from the 80s. So that's a term that wouldn't have been used during his time in the TARDIS. But they're updating it and saying that he's timeless. I was surprised that they showed um, Martha at the beginning of the episode. But I guess it's just to set the time period. So he just came off mm -hmm. that whole season. And it's like, no, this is taking place right after. So yeah. seeing that same scene, Martha leaving to go home was great it's like okay you know exactly where you're at yeah and they bookend it with the that ending and then the next beginning at the very end yeah. but you are thinking oh they're going to do more about the the titanic mm -hmm. because you've seen it already you've seen this scene but there ain't no we're putting in time in between what you've already seen which i thought was great and bringing back any you know current doctor to with uh previous doctor is great you just want to see them together and interact together. They're following the same pattern they did with the first children in need special with Christmas Invasion. So that took place immediately after Eccleston's re regeneration, but before the opening scenes of uh, the TARDIS crashing on Earth. So we see the scene that happens in the TARDIS at that point. Right. So they place it in a specific time and give us a little bit more information than if you were just watching the television shows. Uh, one difference is the original Children in Need special really doesn't have a title. Some people call it Born Again, but it's usually referred to as the um, Christmas in Need special. And this one specifically is called Time Crash. What I like about um, the doctors meeting and Tenet being like happy mm -hmm. about all of it is going with the consistency of time travel that he would remember that he bumped into himself, but he didn't know exactly when. And he's like, oh, this is when it happens. Yeah. Right. And it was just kind of excited to see him and just, just really being just consistency in time travel, which most shows do not do. And uh, Doctor Who does a great job at doing that. Because there's, from his point of view, there's no uh, threat. Mm -hmm. He knows how this is all going to play out, so he's just going to run with it and have fun. And so they give all the drama to the fifth doctor. Because it's just, this has never happened to him before. Yeah, this is all new. Although he has met four other doctors, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know where he is, because he, he mentions, where are you now? Nissa? Tegan? Which are companions, Tegan. which are yeah, some Derek of the companions from that doctor. But he doesn't mention Adric. Yeah. Because they are keeping this very lighthearted, and Adric was a companion of the doctor who died. And it was very controversial. Um, but he was also not liked among the viewership. Yeah. But because he died, or we should say he was the character was killed off, and he was doing it, sacrificing himself to save the Earth, um, I think Ad Adric's character has kind of gained a little bit in his reputation he was kind of like a wesley crusher of doctor who so he was a young kid that was really a genius and a bit of a know-it-all and people just kind of didn't didn't really respond well to him but then he didn't deserve to be killed <laughs> so it probably happened before all of those events yeah but he does mention the cybermen he does mention gallifrey with the hats and the yeah the gallifrey with the silly hats i'm sorry time lords and he also mentions uh mara or the yeah, mara yeah mara, mara. Yeah. So 
I want to watch this with somebody who's only seen the new version of Doctor. I think we have. That's so, me. Yeah, you know, all of us. But it's like, <laughs> you look back at the other one, and he's wearing celery, and he has the yeah. question marks. And I know, Arlene, you said you didn't like the question marks, so we're glad they got rid of them. Yeah. But for those of us who have seen it, it's kind of like, it's fun to reminisce, and it's fun to see that again. And, and So seeing it with you is kind of... <laughs> and it's also fun that they don't do, do that anymore. <laughs> when you think of it, right. Well, you could tell that it was sillier before, like, or you think that it wasn't as serious. And I kind of have to remind myself sometimes with the si- with the silly episodes that are in Doctor Who and think of it, this is a children's show. Um, we forget a little bit of that. If there was more of that silliness in costuming, I think you would remember more often. A lot of times, too, you see pictures of the older doctors, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> what did they do? Uh, but this made me curious to see more of this doctor even though I don't get the way he, he looks with the cricket outfit. and Because uh, I remember thinking, like, so he wears that the whole time he's the doctor? But this made me, like I said, this made me more curious to see more about it. Seeing his personality, even though you say he wasn't as grumpy, just the fact that, that what comes out of that actor, I'm curious to see more of. And like you said, this really didn't have much of a plot. It was the two TARDIS from different, or the same TARDIS from two different times. TARDIS I? Are fighting to exist, and they're going to cause a major rift and become a black hole and destroy the universe, you know, and they have to fix that. That's basically the plot. But most of this is just so we can see the two doctors together, have the banter together, which are just a lot of fun things of making fun at, oh, you were celery and all this, and having such a great interaction Confidently between Confidently wearing vegetables. Yes. Decorative <laughs> yes. vegetables. Uh, decorative vegetables. And some of the other banter that I really liked was the the 10th doctor is telling the other doctor, well, you know who I am. Come on, look at me. You know who I am. And just a response. A fan. Oh, no, I got (laughs) to deal with a fan now. And like, no, I'm going to be you. I am the doctor. That kind of fun. uh, And the fifth doctor going, oh, yeah, yes, I'm noticed. So people create their own clubs and all this. And it's like, you're not a member of one of them. You're not a member of Linda, are you? What is that? Linda? Linda? It's from the worst episode ever. Love and Monsters. Remember? London in Detective Agency. Investigation in Detective Agency. In Detective Agency. So remember that episode we said we would hear of Linda again. This is where we hear of them again. How does the fifth doctor know about Linda? He's a time traveler. Because these um, groupings have kind of blown up, I think, is what he's saying. So this little thing. The doctor has encountered Linda. Somewhere down the line. traveling in the... 21st century. Or yes. Linda has encountered remnants of the fifth doctor. But in this, just in this quick little scene that we're getting, it's broadening the universe again. It's saying that, you know, the, that the classic show doctors were having experiences that the modern show doctors did as well. So you see that, you know, you know, like the classic series, the doctor didn't have fans. Nobody knew who he was. But now we see retroactively that yes, and that they annoyed him and that, oh no, I'm aware of them and they're kind of scary. Um, I like that. You know, I don't like the mention to Linda because that's a reference to Love and Monsters. It's the worst episode ever. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, it makes that, it makes a continuity of the life of the doctor uh, from the very, very beginning of William Harton all the way. Because it's timey-wimey. Yeah, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. But you miss that so much when you're watching this because they say it so quickly. And there's, oh, you're not with Linda, thinking it's a person at first when I heard it. And then it's like, oh, oh my gosh, wait a minute. I know which Linda he's talking about. Because you've repressed the memory because it is (laughs) the worst episode ever. If we hadn't reviewed the episode, I wouldn't have remembered Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you watch it with subtitles, it does spell it out. 
L period, I period. So it's not just a name, mm. it is an acronym. How's the rest of that go? But spelling out Linda, that, I had to say no. They do put the period so that you do know. I mean, this is totally just a love letter to yeah. Doctor yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's also, it's a love letter to the fifth Doctor. And well, that's what I liked, that Tenet was able, that's what I asked while we were watching, if the fifth Doctor was Tenet's Doctor, like. And yes. it was a yes, everyone said. And also the the writer, Stephen Moffat's doctor. So it was definitely a love letter to the fifth doctor. Totally. And I don't know if it's just Tenet's great acting, but he looked genuinely excited to be standing in front of him and saying, hey, look, these are the acting cues I got from you. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah. yeah I, I wear glasses too, and I don't need them either. Yeah. <laughs> I got that from you. And I like how he the specifically says, I got that from you. you. And the you trainers. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. shoes. Also, uh, fun little references that uh, the 10th Doctor says, here, you want to use a sonic screwdriver? And the 5th Doctor says, no. And, t- and the 10 is like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were hands-free. I'll just do it with a you know paper clip. And a... <laughs> Did he have one at all? or you just? Uh... He, had the, he had the sonic for a little while, and then they got rid of it uh for the rest of get, the, did the, something happen to it or he no, just no. didn't really uh the the producers wanted to get rid of it because it was such a crutch so i don't remember what happened to it every doctor is sort of different so the third doctor didn't use the tardis at all and he drove around in a yellow old uh car jalopy betsy and then the fifth doctor like brian said they didn't want to use the screwdriver so they got rid of that i think it's kinda is the last time we see it with him yeah and then i, think I don't right. think it's used until did you say kinda Kinda. A, kinda or Kinda is the name of the kinda. serial. But like the fourth Doctor used a sonic screwdriver a lot. But then and it became a crutch. So then the producer of the fifth Doctor said, let's get rid of it. And they got rid of it. But I don't think we see the screwdriver until the TV movie. Yep. So every Doctor after the fifth Doctor didn't use a screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, fifth, really? sixth, so, and seventh um, did not use a sonic screwdriver. And that's why when we did the review of the TV movie, at the beginning you see Sylvester McCoy, who is the seventh Doctor. He uses his sonic screwdriver to lock the box. The master in the box. Well, he's holding it backwards. And the reason being is he never used it before. He didn't know how to use it (laughs) because his doctor didn't have a sonic screwdriver. So like what they do now? Yes. Using it as a crutch. Crutch, you know, just a plot line. Oh, we don't know how to fix that. The sonic screwdriver. It depends on the writer now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they use the sonic screwdriver a lot in the current series, but I never really mind because it just seems to be, it's almost an extension of the doctor now at this point, so... I don't say it as a crutch. You just because because now it's like if he doesn't use it, it's like why isn't he using it in the Sonic? But sometimes it fixes things that is like really that's what the Sonic screwdriver. Sometimes does. it causes champagne bottles to uncork. Yeah. I don't, yeah well, that makes sense. <laughs> or barbed wire to re. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Brian picking and choose, <laughs> laying down judgment on all of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I have a podcast <laughs> that makes you a monster. <laughs> He knows me so well. So they don't specifically say what time period that the fifth doctor is from, but you know, you've got the tenth doctor telling him, um, the master just showed up, you mm. know, because he did. Yeah. And uh it's just it's a very funny thing that probably goes over kids' heads. Mm-hmm. Uh but is, you know, oh wow, the master, wow, has he still got that rubbish beard? Because the master the two actors in the classic in series. The classic series that played uh the master, you know, they famously had Beards, you know, well trimmed, well manicured beard. Because that's how you know he's the bad guy. Right. Exactly, he's got a beard, and so I just he still got the beard. And of course, you know, John Sims Sim, Sim. did not. And, oh no, he he didn't have the beard. Well, a wife, <laughs> and that's it. I got a big it laugh out of going. us. 
<laughs> you know? Um, and then, and then, it, and then it kind of gets heartfelt. I do like how they explain why he looks older, though. Yes, <laughs> he actually looks older. They had to address that, otherwise they did. But they did a great yeah. job of yeah. it. Ooh, I'm just, since most people probably won't watch this, how did they address it? Uh, where they said, um, "But he was saying, oh, you look older now.' It's probably it's because of me. Uh, the en- the energy is being taken away from you and is aging you." Yeah, the two of us shouldn't be in the same yeah, room yeah. together kind of a thing. He said he could eventually close his coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The time differential is going, and you'll snap back into your right. form soon. Not only that, but they also explain why the doctor was older when he was younger. I love it when it's just, it's just a nice oh, little emotion moment when he right. says, you know, oh, you know, I loved being you. Because, you know, before you, I was all old and grumpy, right. like you do when you're young. Yeah. And it's just, it was a nice little way to to explain, again, broaden the world. What are Gallifreyans like? What's the doctor like? Mm-hmm. And he got tired of playing old. Right. And so it was Peter Davison who, when Peter Davison became the doctor, he was the youngest doctor at the time. 29. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Smith. And that was a big shock when he was chosen. A lot of people were like, you can't have the doctor be that young. It's just not right. But then and Matt Smith, younger than that. Everybody just likes to complain. And those who started watching this doctor from when it started in 2005, when Peter Cabaldi came along, they're like, oh, he's too old. You can't have an old doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait you, a minute. You people can't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the people who just started with those who have been young. So it's like, no, no, watch some of the classic ones. Doctor could be many different ages. To go back a little more with the connection with the classic, Graham Harper is the only director to direct both classic episodes and modern episodes. And he directed uh, Peter Davison in The Caves of Androzani Part 1, which is his uh, kind of farewell serial. And so to have him back directing Peter Davison in The Time Crash, I think is really cool. And it's weird, uh, coincidental. Yeah. And really nice. I, I really like this ep- this episode because it feels like Someone's saying, well, have the, uh, the doctors ever crossed paths? What happens if one doctor bumps into another doctor? It's, you're always going to think that. So this sort of sort of addressed it because it's more that they kind of popped into the same point in time rather than they just cross paths, but still. Yeah, it is the first example in the modern series. Mm-hmm. It did happen in the, in, mm-hmm. in the classic. But they're... they're With titles they're, like The Three Doctors and The Five Doctors. <laughs> and The Two Doctors. Wait, so what happens in those... <laughs> And the thing is, There's people six doctors? <laughs> people love it when the doctors meet each other. They it's, just do. And like the five doctors, which is Peter Davison's era, when all the previous doctors, except, except Tom Baker. No, but, no. And William Hartnell, because he had passed away. Yeah. They had a different actor playing um, oh, the really? first doctor. So is he, he's the only doctor that m- three people have played. Correct. Um, so so you had the five doctors. That is not a well-regarded story mm-hmm. by any means. Um, it was rushed, and they just did it just to do something. But people still just loved seeing that mm-hmm. in the brief time in the five doctors when they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're really fun. And when you the three doctors, which happened during... P, uh, Patrick John Pertwee. John Pertwee. Thank you. You have uh, John Pertwee and Patrick Troughton, the second Doctor, having a lot of screen time together. Uh, William Hartner was sick, so he could only appear on a monitor, and even he gets some good lines in too. Because, like they always say, it's like when they get together, it's going to be funny, but they really won't like each other, you know. And so the first Doctor is like, "Is this what I turn into?" Um, you say a dandy and a clown. Yeah, dandy and a clown. And uh, Moffat just recently just said, whenever you get the doctors together, you need to have fun. It can't be, it can't be heavy. It can't be mm. dark. It just has to be fun. 
did they play with who remembers what because of you know the succession of who everyone was like this will doctor will remember this thing happened. they no, always they try and it as dependent and needed in the script but it seems in this case it's a predestination paradox so the 10th doctor there's no drama for him because he remembers what happens and he just does it which is what shows the fifth doctor what to do later or at that same time which this is just fun but that's one thing that always bugs me where there's no actual where the knowledge come from coming of the knowledge yeah terminator it's 2 been there. yeah the knowledge has always been there and it's always repeating itself and it's always going to be there and that's why it's a paradox. What was it? I don't think I've ever met another doctor. Is that what he says? And then Tenet responds, or have you? Because they're not really another person. It's the same person. Kind of is a throwaway oh, line. That he, he says, says something, something like that. along that. I don't think he says, I haven't met another. He's looking at. Oh, there's never been another person in my TARDIS. TARDIS something like that. Yeah. There's never been another person appear in, another, a, no. appear in my TARDIS. And he's like, well, you haven't yet. Yeah, you still yeah. haven't. Yeah. You still haven't. Yes. Still the same person. Yeah. So that's not that he hasn't met another doctor. Okay, because he knew how to do the controls. Yes. To fly a TARDIS. Oh, that's it. That's exactly what it is. I never knew somebody who could fly the TARDIS so well. Change the game. <laughs> and then I like how he says, uh, oh, that's the back of one's head. Right. Don't see that. <laughs> you don't see that too often. <laughs> Could you put the hat back on, please? And then also the music goes back into the 80s retro-y type of electronic Oh, quality. yeah, I noticed that, but I didn't think of it it's being ve- for yeah. that reason. I thought it was mm-hmm. just low-budget music. No, no, it's very subtle. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's nice to hear that type of music again with Davison showing up. To what years was he, uh, the doctor? Uh, the 80s. That's 10 years. Peter Davidson was the doctor from 1982 to 1984. And it's Peter Davison, but it's Davis, never mind. I was going to go somewhere with that, and it didn't yeah. work out. It's not Davidson. Not Davidson. And he doesn't like David. it when he's called Davidson. Uh, question. Uh, when the 10th doctor does the controls to create the wormhole within the whatever, whatever he does to, to, to fix everything... We go outside of the TARDIS, and then there there's a noise mm-hmm. that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Is that oh we've is think, that fr- oh we have I think we've noise? heard that before. We've it's just heard it's the a TARDIS weird. Make that noise before. It was just a quick, okay. cheap way that they could be like the universe is exploding, imploding oh, okay. at the exact same time, resulting in nothing. Right. I didn't know if that was. It's not like the cloister barrel where it's very specific, but I, I do think we've heard that before. Oh, yeah, the cloister bell is very significant. And I think the cloister bell should have been heard in the beginning, but then they couldn't have the fifth doctor go, oh, the yeah. cloister bell. Because he needed to realize something else was happening. Yeah. But I have a feeling the cloister bell started with the fifth doctor. I don't think it was before him. Let us know if you've heard the cloister bell prior to the fifth doctor. I just thought it was a nice you know, throwback. It's also the movie had the cloister bell going off. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I was just going to ask um, if the doctor's tenure on the show was similar to it is today. Like we get about three or four seasons of a doctor before they change. Well, Tom Banker was, was like the Tom long- Baker was seven, but he was the longest. But other than that, it's about three. About okay. Four. But Tom Baker's got the record. He's like the FDR of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that every time I've watched this since the initial time of watching it, I always get choked up at the end because... It's not actor, it's not David Tennant, it's David Tennant, the person, telling Peter Davison, the person, that you were my doctor. And it's not yeah. the doctor, and also to an and extent... And it's okay that he's doing that. Yeah, and it's also Stephen Moffat saying, you were the doctor I grew up with. I also, it's great writing, too, the way that Moffat 
twisted the words to mean what you just said mm -hmm. and that it fits into the show as well. Yeah, because he says, thank you, I'm very welcome. That's funny. Yeah. And then he, he, he takes him back. He says, wait, wait, wait. Gives him the hat and then says, I think he says, all my love to long ago. All my love to long ago. Mm -hmm. Was that... That's, that's just a good line. No, it's it's, oh, it's it's the 10th Doctor saying to his past self, all my love to long ago. Okay, that wasn't like a 5th Doctor mm -hmm. saying that he would do at the end yeah. of episode. And what does the 5th Doctor say? Long ago was someone from the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Lagos? Yeah. Outer Lagos. space. Do you, know, do you remember what the 5th Doctor says to the 10th Doctor's goodbye? Well, can you imagine meeting a past version of yourself? I would kill him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but then you wouldn't exist. Okay. I'd apologize. <laughs> You know, I'm so sorry for I all would. the decisions you yeah. made. Beat the no, They should be apologizing snot. to me. <laughs> right. I would say, it doesn't get better, it just gets different. Mm -hmm. Live with it. Huh. Why can't I find it? I would tell myself to get over myself. I would say, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> buy Apple. Yeah. Buy your, Netflix. Take your allowance and invest in Apple. Oh, I'd say, stop writing bad checks. <laughs> Your parents are going to find out. <laughs> oh, this is learning uh -oh. some things today on her new podcast. So when the, the doctor comes back, he says, Today's to come, says the fifth, raising his hat. All my love to long ago, replies the tenth with a bow. And then... The very, very last line is so very doctors. And don't forget to put your shields up, which, of course, he doesn't do. So, Well, it looked like he did it. He just didn't do it in time. Because he presses a button. Yeah. Didn't to sound work. the horn and not the shields. So back to the oh, cloister I'm bell. What, what, is, what is this from it, the fifth it, doctor? It, the cloister bell has always signified trouble. Like the universe ending trouble. Okay. Imminent. Like in the TARDIS? Imminent. Imminent. So it'd Imminent. be like Imminent a mob trouble. alert, but, yes. but greater than? Nice yeah. callback. <laughs> We've heard it. The cloister bell is ringing with uh, Last of the Time Lords. Okay. When they discover it's a paradox machine, mm -hmm. cloister bells ringing in the constant time. Okay, but nobody called out that no. it was the cloister no. bell or what it. It happens meant. in Eccleston's season. I believe okay. it happens in the episode with the, no, not with the Reapers, but the cloister bell goes off. Okay, it's this. They played it very, very loud because I mean they were you know, oh the cloister bell, mm -hmm. but it happens a lot in Doctor Who, and that signifies wow, danger. You're in really bad, bad shape. The size of Belgium. Which. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference here that says, Two Minutes to Belgium, which oh. is a Hitchhiker's uh, Guide reference oh. where Belgium is the worst swear word you can say in the galaxy. Mm. <laughs> it, uh, you were mentioning how it... Oh, I'm sorry. Brian, you were mentioning how it's fun for the audience to see doctors together, but I think it's probably a lot of fun for the actors yeah. who have played mm. doctors to get together. It's kind of like there's only... 12, 13, 13 people 14, 14, yeah. 14, yeah. played this 15. role. <laughs> well, no, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep no, because, but yes, your There's point. There's only yes. a handful, under 20, people who have... You have four hands with 20? I use my toes to count, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everyone take Always. off their shoes and socks to help You count? said handful, though. Oh, not digit foot, full. Not full. <laughs> digit full. Okay. Um, yeah, but Frank's you know. done, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Who oh, that's have what that this shared doing. experience. Like, no one else can understand yeah. right. what they're going through. Kind of right. like how former presidents 
You're right. You know, they're in this this club together, and it yeah. doesn't matter what side of the aisle they were on when they were serving. Yeah. Afterwards, they're they're you know they're bonded. They're the only ones, the the only ones who know, know what, what it's it like yeah. to be the president, and similarly, no one else knows what it's like to play the doctor. Yeah. And so I imagine it's very fun for the actors to also get together. Except and I don't think anybody likes Tom Baker. I was gonna say, never has something not happened in a thing that I have enjoyed so much. Because nothing uh-huh. happened. Nothing happens in this. Oh, it's just a scene. Yeah. It's 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 a really wish fulfillment scene. And I and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I do too. I like it a lot. Uh, you can find this on the season four DVD, the Voyage of the Damned yes. disc. It's on the special features if you go there. And I believe it's also on YouTube. Yes, but it is not on Amazon Prime. And if you no. look for it on YouTube, it's a terrible quality. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So that wraps up Time Crash. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when the future becomes the present. And remember to put your shields up. It should be. Remember to put your shields up. <laughs> You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes. All our episodes are engineered by Auburn. Find him at auburnbinkley.com. You can find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash whonewpodcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain.